Come on, Fresh Life. Come on, every location. Dear Lodge at home, can we give God praise for his faithfulness, how good he has been? I don't know about you, but I'm fired up about today. I, I have so much joy. Matter of fact, this shirt is probably a great representation of what's going on in my soul right now. Just bright, happy, excited, ready for all that God has in store. I don't know what's going on in your life right now. You might feel like you're on the top of the mountain. Uh, maybe you feel like you're in a place of struggle and pain and difficulty. I'm not sure, but what I do know is that the God of heaven knows you by name, that he has not forgotten about you, and today is a strategic day in your life. And I know we're filming this in June, and we're talking, and you're watching this, but you could be watching this at any time. Maybe this is 15 years from now, and you stumbled onto this message online. I'm telling you, God does no things by accident. Everything is on purpose, and whether it's 15 or 150, 50 years from now, he knows exactly what you need. And today, I'm just praying and hoping that your heart would be opened up wide because God is about to meet us in a fresh and a powerful way. You with me, Fresh Life? You guys ready to go today? Come on, why don't you turn around, give somebody a handshake or a high five. You may be seated if you are standing. If you're not standing and you're by yourself, give yourself a high five. Why not? Why not? Kiss yourself on the cheek. You ever tried that? It's impossible, I think. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can try it if you like to. I'm excited to be here. So incredibly honored. Love your pastors so much. Fresh Life, can you give a huge round of applause for who you have as pastors? I mean, come on. They are so loving, life-giving, smart, articulate, fun. I mean, connoisseurs, I, anytime I spend time with Levi and Jenny Lusco, I leave a better man. My wife and I are so incredibly thankful that our paths cross. We've had Pastor Levi uh, at our church a number of times now, and uh, Pastor Jenny came with him the last time they were, they were there, and I'm just telling you, the church, Shoreline City, we love them so much. I'm praying that you guys would love me and my wife just a quarter as much as we love as we love your pastors because they have a voice in this generation that is necessary. Uh, it's a voice that is needed. It's a voice of honesty and truth and purity. It's a voice that's pointing people to Jesus, but it's a voice also filled with so much love and compassion and empathy. It's a voice that is needed. So I ask you, Fresh Life, pray, pray for your pastors. Cover them. Have their back. Pray for their kids. Ask that God would surprise them with blessings and support and encouragement because as they continue to lead this church family, I know that God has the best days in store for Fresh Life. Can you give it up one more time for your amazing pastors? I, I do bring greetings from Dallas, Texas. Can I walk down here too? Am I going to mess you up, cameraman? All right. I, uh, I do bring greetings from Dallas, Texas, and I love Dallas. That's not where I'm originally from. I'm originally from Providence, Rhode Island, believe it or not. Yes. So if you are watching from Rhode Island right now, I don't know why you are, but I'm glad you are. Well done. Well done. Uh, but uh, from Providence, but uh, ended up going uh, to school. Uh, actually played basketball in college 478 years ago. So this this is not my first time in Montana. Not my first time. 
I was actually in Montana when I played basketball in college. We actually ended up, ended up there in Missoula playing against uh, the University of Montana. And I just like to say it, I, don't, I didn't want to, but Pastor Levi told me I ought to. We won, okay? So my only time in Montana, we whooped y'all's behind. That's what happened. No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad of a beatdown, I don't think. But we were at a little tournament there, and uh, just I think four teams, and we happened to win, and it felt good. And I think I still have a picture, and uh, so my bragging is all done. Bragging is all done. But it was my first time uh, in Montana, now to be back, and brought my wife with me uh, on this trip, and it's just been absolutely wonderful. She and I have been looking at the mountains and the lakes, and uh, honestly, the only thing that's maybe second to beauty in my wife would be these mountains and these lakes. So uh, to be here with her has been an encouragement. Again, she was with you, uh, Fresh Life, uh, in May and just brought the house down. I mean, so life-giving. I was sitting on the front row, carrying her bags, cheering her on, and so incredibly thankful that I had the opportunity to hear uh, her talking about she did what she could. But today, Today, if you're taking notes and you are ready to jot down the title of this message, are you ready for this? Here's the message. Here's the title. The Ultimate Sleeper Hunter. The Ultimate Sleeper Hunter. I'm not kidding. That is the title of this message. Write it down. You're like, what does that mean? Is that like, I don't know, is that like a WWE wrestler or something? Sounds like it could be a WWE wrestler. Sounds like it could be the, uh, the, 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 the Fortnite handle, you know, from some 14-year-old kid or somebody on Call of Duty. Maybe, maybe it's their, their handle. Maybe it's the title of the next Jordan Peele thriller that's about to come out after Nope. I, what is the ultimate sleeper hunter? Glad you asked. I mean, let me, let's go to the Bible first. So let's go to the Bible. Go to the Bible. If you have, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 2. If you're at home right now or wherever you may be, maybe you're in Deer Lodge, maybe you're in Wyoming, maybe you are in Idaho, I want you to grab your Bible. Go to Acts chapter 2. We're going to start reading here in verse number 14. It says, then Peter stood up with the eleven raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Some of y'all are like, well, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it's another message for another time. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Skip down with me to verse number 41 of Acts chapter 2. Those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. 
Now go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 18. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. The ultimate sleeper hunter. I came across this phrase and it intrigued me. I never heard it before. And um, I know in our day and age, people talk about these NFTs. If you know what that is, please explain it to us. I, I still am a little bit unsure. But, but I, I, think, I think it's like this digital art, right? And it's selling for exorbitant amounts of money. I've been trying to get our middle son, Grayson, he's an artist, to put some NFTs out there so that he can pay for college for himself and, his, and the rest of our, his, his siblings and maybe send his whole family, maybe his parents on a little vacation. I don't know. But, but these NFTs, this digital artwork. But before there were NFTs, art was done on canvases. And people would paint on a canvas. Now, that still happens uh, today. But I, I, I came across this, this sleeper hunter. And I found out that a sleeper is a piece of art that's in an auction house that was made by an artist that is obviously more skilled than the, than the auction house recognizes. And this piece of art is being priced at an amount of money that obviously the auction house does not recognize the value and the worth of this piece of art. So it's sitting there in plain sight. And what you have are individuals that are sleeper hunters. What they do is they go to art houses. And they go to art houses in Idaho and in Washington and in Montana. They go to art houses in prisons. They go to art houses in homes all around the world. They go to the, these art houses. And what they do, what they do is they are now looking for these pieces of art that when they see it, they know that this piece of art was obviously made by an artist that this art house, this, is not, this auction house is not really recognizing. And their whole aim is to buy this piece of art for the price that the art house is selling it. <laughs> Take it and go, thank you very much. <laughs> and they will then resell it for what they know it's worth. Sleeper hunters. Art designed by a master sitting there in plain sight, sitting on a shelf, maybe sitting between a bunch of other canvases, maybe sitting in a prison right now, maybe sitting on a park bench with an iPhone or maybe even a Samsung watching this message right now. Maybe a piece of art that's single or married 
A piece of art that's a college student or a teenager. A piece of art that people have been walking by. Made by the master. But the houses that maybe you were raised in. The schools that you went to. The family members you had. They never quite recognized the value of the art. Because the value of the art is not ultimately in the painting itself. It's in the one that created the painting. It's in the one that made it. It's, it, it's in the one that breathed it. It's in the one that thought it up. It's in the artist's mind. And when you come through the hands of a master painter, when you come through the hands of a master artist, it just changes your worth and value. Now, maybe a lot of people have been walking past you, but I felt today on my heart that we have been called by the ultimate sleeper hunter, and his name is Jesus. This glorious Savior of ours, man, he's been doing this from the very beginning, and he's still doing it today. And even though people may be walking past you just like they have other pieces of art, I'm telling you that today the ultimate sleeper a hunter is saying, son, daughter, I've seen you your whole life. I've been watching you your whole life. I made you. As a matter of fact, I'm the one that puts you together. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to this verse. This is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse number 15. It says, the son is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation, for in him and through him all things were created. Oh, my, I got to read it. I got to read all this. I, I can start just quoting it, and then I don't want to mess it up, okay? I can't mess this up because it's one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created. In him all things were created. In him all things were created. In him all things were all things, all things, all things, all things were created. <laughs> things in heaven and on earth. Where are you? You got to be in one of those places right now. <laughs> You're either in heaven or you're on earth. But where you are, I'm just telling you, he created all things, all things. I'm talking he made all things. Your crazy dog, he made that. Your crazy cat, he made that. Shoot, if you like otters, he made those too. Whatever it is, God made it, but he didn't just make animals. He also made you, this glorious Savior of ours, the Son, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He made all things in heaven and on earth. Wherever you might be seated right now, just know that he made you too. He made you all things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things. He says it again. All things have been created through him and for him. All things have been created through him and for him. You have been created through Jesus and for Jesus. Oh, no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't graduate from college. I don't see that caveat in Scripture. Through Jesus 
and for Jesus. Oh, I'm not married right now. I'm, I'm still single, and the last dates I've had on Hinge, they've been terrible. I'm just telling you, you've been made it through Jesus. And for Jesus, I know this world will try to tell you that you're only valuable with a ring on your finger or only valuable if you look a certain way or if you have certain hair or if you were raised in a certain place or you have a second home. But none of those things I read in Colossians chapter 1, the only prerequisite for you and I being made by him is that we were made by him. That's all things were created through him and for him. That means you didn't get here on your own. That means your parents weren't even the ones that decided for you to be born. That means that the God of heaven, Jesus said, they, they're going to come into the world, but they got to come through me. Through me. And then when you and I get here through him, we are then made for him. Not for yourself, not for fame, not for popularity, not for the praises of people, not even for a spouse, not to get a letterman's jacket, not to climb some certain corporate ladder, and I pray that you find the spouse of your dreams, and I pray that your business takes off. I pray that every single dream you have in your life, I pray it all comes true. I want all of that for you. But what you were made for, matter of fact, who you were made for, his name is Jesus. I'm talking here, family, about identity. I'm talking here, family, about what the Bible says about me and about you. Were you raised by a single parent? You were still made through him and for him. Were your parents divorced when you were growing up and you had to spend one weekend here, then another weekend there, and then you had like two Christmases and two Thanksgivings, and now you're not sure, now as an adult, you're not sure where to go for Christmas, and it's still a little bit convoluted, and you still got some trauma that you're dealing with, and hey, work through all of that, go to your counseling, see your therapist, do what you need to do, but I want to help you understand that you were still made through him and for him. I pray that this can settle our souls. So I'm, I'm seeing this here, and you can go with me now to, oh, let's go. Uh, go back with me. Go back with me to that Matthew scripture. Go back with me to the Matthew scripture. See, in the Matthew, in the Matthew scripture here, it says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, verse number 18, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. Okay. So he says, come and follow me. These guys are fishermen, right? Fishermen. Now, I don't fish. I apologize, Montana. I apologize, okay? I apologize to all of you at Jackson Hole or wherever you may be. I apologize, okay? I, I, I was, I've been to Whitetail since I've been here. It was Whitefish, not Whitetail. Whitefish, I don't even know what Whitetail is. I'm making up names now. Whitetail, Whitefish, Blackfish, Blue Green. I don't know what it is. I went there. It was beautiful. I saw the lake. I know you can fish. I'm not a fisherman. These guys, they're not doing this to relax. I did go fly fishing once. I was in Colorado. I went fly fishing one time. I don't ever want to do it again, okay? Let me just tell you. No, Earl, snap your... 
Earl, no, snap your wrist. No, snap it. Snap. No, let it dance. It's supposed to dance on the water. It's supposed to dance on the water. Just, no, barely. It's the most humiliating experience of my entire life. Okay, let me just tell you that right there. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> These guys are fishermen. That's what they do for a living. Dare I say business owners. They're running things. They've got their company. Things are going a certain direction. They're making money, trying to live their lives, and sometimes they have a great quarter, and sometimes they have a terrible quarter. And Jesus actually walked in one time when things weren't going all that great, and then he used Peter's boat, and things got turned around, and all of a sudden they had more fish than they could ever possibly imagine. So Jesus knows what he's doing, and he was even able to increase their business, which is a whole other talk for another time. But here is, here are these fishermen. They're just going about their life. So I, what do you do for a living? What, what, what do you do? Uh, you're in accounting, uh, in education, uh, maybe medicine. I don't know. Uh, maybe you're in the arts, okay? Maybe you're social media. Shoot, maybe you're making NFTs, all right? And you need to go ahead and sell one of those things and let's buy some more buildings for fresh life and keep on encouraging more people and reaching more people for the cause of Jesus Christ. Who, who knows what, what, what might be your occupation and you're in it and you just go about your day, right? Just going about your day. Maybe your day is at home on Zoom or maybe you still have to go into the office. Who does that anymore? So may, maybe, maybe you're just going about your day. You're going about your day, going about your day. And that's what these guys are doing. And Jesus walks by as the ultimate sleeper hunter and says, uh, maybe your family has limited you to fishermen. But I know who made you. I know who made you. I know the artist who had you in mind. And life, for whatever reason, has put you in this spot right here, and you are now identifying yourself as fishermen. But I don't want you to identify yourself by your occupation. I want to pull on the purpose that I put on the inside of you. So as the ultimate sleeper hunter, he walks by these brothers and says, hey, fellas, come, follow me. I'll turn you into a fisher of people. Fast forward all the way to the book of Acts that we were looking at uh, earlier. Peter stands there in Acts chapter 2, and he preaches the first message after the church is born, and three thousand people give their hearts to Christ in one day. That's the kind of stuff that's going to be happening at Movement this summer as well. Just so you all know, we're going to have teenagers giving their hearts and their lives to Christ in droves. And if you don't know what Movement is, go ahead and look it up on the website and you get all the information to make sure you're there. Three thousand people give their heart to Christ in one day. A few years earlier, this man was sitting at a desk 
A few years earlier, Peter was just doing his job, not saying just the job is a bad thing. There's beauty and holiness and purpose all in that. I'm just letting you know that Jesus saw him in that spot and said, that's not all there is to life. I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that you feel in your soul that what you're doing right now, it's like that's not all there is to life. And God led you to this moment. He brought you to fresh life. He put you in this church. He sent you this message to say, hey, the ultimate sleeper hunter, his name is Jesus. And he's saying, son, daughter, come follow me. I want to pull on the purpose I put on the inside of you. And who knows what your life might look like a couple years from now. You might not be standing on a platform preaching from the Bible Maybe it'll be in front of a bunch of other business leaders. And just the way that you love your wife or you love your husband or you care for your kids is an announcement to the world that there's something more than just making money. And they ask, what's different about you? And in those moments... You and I, you and I aren't the ones that are just impacted by the ultimate sleeper hunter. Now, we become sleeper hunters ourselves. See, this is the beauty. The beauty is that what Jesus did in the life of Peter really is what he's done in all of our lives. And then he says, I don't want it just to stop with your life. Now you are knighted, called, anointed to be a sleeper hunter yourself. So now when you walk through the dorm or the halls of your office, you're asking God for the eyes to see like he sees. You're asking the Lord to give you the insight that he has into the people that you work with. Because you know, like I know, some of these people we work with are crazy. We want them to stay asleep. <laughs> and we ain't hunting for nothing. We want them to go. <laughs> but, but if you and I can pause and say, hmm, Jesus, the grace that you sh you've shown me, the kindness that you've shown me, the mercy that you've shown me. Will you help me now to look through the pieces of art that are in my office and in my neighborhood and call on them just like you called me? This, my friends, is the beauty of the body of Christ and the mission of the church, not the building the church, the people, the church. Now you're anointed and called. I am anointed and called to be a sleeper hunter. I, 
I got a bunch of verses here, and I'm not, I'm not going to bore you with all of them, okay? Because I can get in on a little, little bit of a, a roll here and just start kind of going from Scripture to Scripture to Scripture. Because there's a lot of examples of this in the Bible. I'll give you a quick one, okay? I'm going to sneak this one in. Go, go with me. I, I think it's uh, to, uh, let me see, I think it's Luke. Luke chapter 4. I hope I'm getting this right. Luke, Luke chapter 5. Go to Luke chapter 5. Look at this. Real, real quick, real quick. Okay, this is a little commercial break. Luke chapter 5, verse number 27. It says, after this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. He sees a piece of art that's worth more than the people around realize. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up left everything, and followed him. Verse 29, the sleeper hunter called on Levi. Now watch Levi become a sleeper hunter himself. Then Levi held a banquet for Jesus at his house. And look who's there, a large crowd of tax collectors. And others were eating with them. Here is Levi, the one who was the gospel writer, known as Matthew, called. I wish I had time to get into him being a tax collector and Jesus calling him because he was like, oh, my. People didn't like him, okay? They didn't, like, you don't like the IRS? Sorry for any of you that work for the IRS. I want to apologize. You know, you, you get a beating a lot of times. I apologize about that. It's not you, though. It's just kind of the rules. We're all a little bit confused, okay? Uh, so he, he's, working, he's working for the government, and he's stealing from people. He is overtaxing them. He is hurting his community. Jesus sees this man as a sleeper. He calls him, and Levi goes to his community, back to the place he has influence. He goes to his other coworkers, and he says, y'all, someone called me. Someone saw me beyond what I just did for a living. Someone saw me beyond just my skin color or my gender or where I was from or how much money I had or what school I went to. Someone saw me beyond whatever ability and he said, I see you. I see something in you and I'm calling you to follow me. Y'all got to come with me. Come to this party because the same man that changed me is a man that can change you. And I'm telling you at every fresh life campus. This is now our mandate. We're not hiding out. We're moving forward and being who God has called us to be and doing what God has called us to do. And to every sleeper in this generation, we're letting you know that the God of heaven made you, called you, fashioned you, formed you. You're not a mistake. You were made for a purpose, on purpose. You were made through him and for him and that's our mandate in this day and age okay sit, sit down sit down sit down sit down sit down I'm almost done okay some of you are like that guy's excited I am I am excited I told you about my shirt in the beginning that's how I feel on the inside I'm excited about this now I, I, I got I got a little a little detour, okay, a little detour, okay? A little exit ramp, okay? Here we go. Whoop. 
I guess we're driving, we're going this way. Whoop, get a little exit ramp. Um, there, are, there are some people that will notice your worth and value, but just because someone notices that you're worth something, does it mean that person is worth your time? Okay? Um, I told you I was from Providence, Rhode Island. Okay? Uh, oh, maybe I didn't say Providence. I was from Providence. So I was raised by a single mom. Love her, love her so much. Um, she still hangs out with us all the time. We see her practically every single day. I love my mom. Uh, she, she taught me, honestly, so much about life. Um, she's the reason I know how to even be a good husband and love my wife, and I'm still learning and growing uh, in all of that, but man, man, oh man, my, my mom was just the best. But we were raised in the inner city. I was raised in the inner city, okay? Like ghetto, like drugs, like that, okay? And one day, I've got on these, I remember it, I remember it as clear as day, I have on green corduroys, okay? These green corduroys, they are uh, super green, super green. And bright, 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 bright green. And you know, when you walk with corduroys, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it goes That's corduroys, okay? You, I mean, even if your thighs aren't all that close together, still, still. So I'm walking with some friends of mine. We're going to the candy store, okay? I'm probably like, oh, let's say 12 years old, something like that. I'm like 12. And me and my boys, we're walking to the candy store. And I don't know, we got like 50 cents. And it's a penny candy store, so you can get 50 pieces of candy. And we're walking. And this car is stopped on the other side of the road. And it's a nice car. And you notice nice cars, you know, in, in the hood. And, and it's, this is probably a drug dealer. And then the car opens up. And this guy who looks like a drug dealer, um, not trying to profile, okay? You don't, don't you go walk up to somebody and say that. But, but I, 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 I saw him and you know, being in the neighborhood, I'm like, okay, I think that's who this guy is. And he goes, hey, you, come here. And I, I'm with my friends. And I, and I, I stop. And I see that he's looking at me. So I start walking towards him. And my friends, they start saying, Earl, Earl, don't go. Earl, don't go. And I'm walking and I can hear them but I'm intimidated by this drug deal. I'm 12 years old. I'm intimidated by him because he just called me over and I don't want any problems. And he called me over and they go, Earl, don't go. And I'm in the middle of the street. And, and at some point, I don't know when, but their voices got loud enough to grab a hold of me. And I turn around and I start running towards my friends. And we all take off and we run as fast as we can to the penny candy store. And again, I got my corduroys on, so. <laughs> and we run and we're like, oh my goodness, what was that? What was going on? Oh my goodness. But I still remember it to this day. I don't know all that was going on, but I, I, I have a suspicion that was a setup from the enemy. I don't know all, I don't know how all that works, okay? I don't pretend to know. 
But I wonder if there was something on me that God had put on me that maybe that guy just saw some leadership, some light, something that attracted him to me. And he thought, I want to pick that guy out of the group. And who knows if I had walked over there and done what he asked me to do, if I'd be standing here on this platform today. He valued me, but he still wasn't worth my time. Maybe some of you are even in Deer Lodge right now and you wish you would not have walked across the street. You wish you would have turned and run. Maybe some of you, you're sitting in an apartment by yourself right now. You wish you would have made a different decision at some point in time. The beautiful thing is the grace of God is still present and here for every last one of us. And it's not too late for you to turn. It's not too late for you to give your heart and your life. It's not too late to say, hey, I, I was going the wrong direction, but now it's time for me to go a, a, a different direction. As a matter of fact, all of us here today, I'm a sleeper hunter here today. The Pastor Levi, Pastor Jenny, the Fresh Life team, the, the campus pastors, the impact team, all of us are sleeper hunters. And what we're doing behind cameras and serving with kids is we're just announcing to you, hey, you don't have to go that direction. Go ahead and turn around because your Savior's calling. He's calling. He's calling. Oh, no, I'm a tax collector. No, I, I messed up. No, I'm, and you fill in the blank. On the reason you think you're disqualified from this grace. And then I'll show you a Savior. That God on an old rugged cross for me and for you. And he stretched out his arms and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. And today, we're lifting up that Jesus, the one that defeated death, hell, and the grave, the one that defeated sin and shame. The one that says, son, daughter, I'm calling you because I made you anyway. You've always belonged to me. You know, I started off telling you about, uh, about me stumbling on this sleeper hunter idea. It was from a documentary called uh, The Lost uh, Leonardo. And this painting was sold for $1,175. There's controversy around whether or not it's authentic, and that's another story for another time. But, but that painting that sold for $1,175, because it was made by Leonardo, sold for $450 million dollars almost half a billion dollars because of the one who made it because of the one who made it later on read Genesis 1 27 and 28 
Later on, read Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10. Because you're God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared beforehand for us to do. Hey, bow your heads, friends, no matter where you are, at every location. Just pause for a moment, bow your head. Just here as a friend, as a sleeper hunter today, reminding you of your identity in Jesus. Reminding all of us, even myself, who made us, who called us, who put us together in the first place. And if you've been going the wrong direction, the beautiful news is the grace of God is here in this moment to say, son, daughter, come on home. I've been waiting for you. So if your heart is beating in your chest, or in this moment you're just recognizing that you've been going your own way, like you're in the driver's seat of your life and Jesus Christ is not, this is your moment to turn. The Bible uses the word repent to turn, to go the direction that you're going and to begin to go his direction, if that's you. And you've never given your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. You've never asked for the forgiveness of your sins. You've never surrendered your life to him. Or at one point in time you did and you slipped away and you've gone another direction. And today you're saying you don't want to go your own way. You want to go his way. On the count of three, I want you to do something simple, but something bold. I just want you to put your hand over your heart, if that's you. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Ready? One, two, three. Just put your hand over your heart. If that's who you're saying, yeah, that's me. I want, to, I want to give my heart. I want to give my life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to serving him. Now I'm going to ask everyone, everyone at every location, I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me. Uh, let's, let's say it all together. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen.